BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's having an amazing day. It is so fucking hot in this town. Yeah. I'm moving to Iceland. Well, is it cold in Iceland? Well, actually, Iceland is green and Greenland is icy. Fun fact that I learned from the Real Housewives of of Orange County. Yes. I would like to move to the place that is icy. Greenland. So fucking hot. Like, disgusting. Disgusting. Well, it's a heat wave. Oh, I've heard. I watch the local news. And everyone is experiencing it wherever they are, probably. Yeah. I'm, I don't know how your heat wave is kind of affecting you, but for me, it's like the most insane chub rub like I've ever experienced in my life. Can't even literally... Does your building... I keep thinking about this. I think I've recently noticed due to the heat wave that my building hallways don't have air conditioning like the lobby does. And then when I get in the elevator, I start getting a little hot. And then when I get to the hallway, it's like hot. And not until I open my door do I feel like that cool gust of wind. My, I don't know if my hallways have air conditioning, but they're not that hot. But sometimes they are, but then sometimes they're not. I right. don't know. Maybe we're all opening our doors more or something. Like I'm taking air out, out the trash and I'm schwitzing. Yeah. And that's what I'm experiencing right now. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for you too. Like we're all experiencing it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm faring better than you, you know, yeah. just because it's annoying. I feel mostly for Brew. Mm. He doesn't get to enjoy his time outside. Mm. It's like when he comes back, he's so unwell. <laughs> yeah. Who am I? Just like Brew. It's, it's just a little heat wave. Theo's experiencing the same thing. But this is Brew's first summer. Mm. And so he doesn't know how the seasons change. So he's experiencing it all for the first time. It and must I'm, be so confusing. I'm sure it is. I'm trying to explain to him, you know, first comes fall, winter, spring, summer. Then we'll ba- go back to fall. Or some would say, winter, spring, summer, fall. Oh, you get to, that is Ben's favorite fucking song. That's weird. I know. When I met him, he was like obsessed with that song. And it's like a cute song. I think his sentiment comes from Toy Story. I'm just like, that's a weird song for a grown man to like be obsessed with. But I think Ben's parents are obsessed with it. So it's like a family song, which okay. is sweet. But it's just like a weird fact about Ben. That is a weird fact about Ben. I'm definitely going to look at him differently when I see him later. <laughs> right? It's weird. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I, I guess I can understand. No, Some I, people I mean, have weird things about them. Yeah. I have like a makeup brush bristle like stuck in my nostril. So if it looks like I'm picking my nose, I'm not. Yeah. We I do need to clarify when these things happen. Yeah. I mean, my favorite thing to do was on a long car drive, drive past people and see people who are picking their nose. Like it is my true favorite pastime. And I was doing it the other day. Me and Ben were driving back from Long Island and I saw the craziest thing. What it was did this you see? big pickup truck. We're pulled up next to him. The guy who's driving is holding a beer. It's just like crazy. He was holding a Corona. 
And his wife or girlfriend in the front seat was too. And they were just like chugging Coronas whilst driving. And I knew that like people drove drunk, but I don't think people actually like drove whilst drinking. No, they, they don't. That's illegal. Yeah, I know. And I was like, I felt very helpless. I wanted to do something, but like, what was there to do? Yeah. Were you guys on the highway? Yes. Think it was very slow rolling. Um, there was a lot of traffic on the so LIA. So got bored on the highway. No, literally. I opened up here. I would have been like much more worried if we were like driving 60, but it's not good either way. No, no. It's really awful either way. That's a horrible example. It's crazy things you see when you just aren't on your phone on the highway. I'm never on my phone on the highway. That's Fun true. fact about me, anytime I get in a car, I have to be off my phone. So I really see everything. Because you get nauseous, right? Yeah, I can't look at my phone. I would literally vomit. So anytime I'm in the car, and also I can't speak in the car, really. So I mean, some, like the other day I was driving with my friends and we were all talking the whole time and it was fine. But like, if we're taking, if we're both in the backseat of a car, like, don't speak to me. I try. But you try. Yeah. Yeah. You I know mean, who loves to talk in the Margo, car? The snitch. Chatty fucking Kathy in a car. Ben too. And like sometimes it's just like, no, like we're in this for the long haul. Like shut up. Yeah. I just want to look out the window. That's yeah. all. I And get lost in my thoughts. Well, I just want to be on my phone. I can't believe you survive like hours long car rides without being on your phone. Like what do you do? I look out the window and I, I see what's going on out there. I... The thought of being left alone with my thoughts is so chilling. I'm so not interested in my thoughts. No, it's really interesting to look out the window and like see the world around you. I That's feel like true. people miss so much in their own cities. Yeah. Because they're not just paying attention looking around. Heads up. Yeah. It's, try it sometime. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, speaking of interesting, we have such a great show for you guys today. I did catch up on all four of the first new episodes of Too Hot to Handle. And I was really just reminded what a supreme reality show it is. It's just so good. They really know exactly when to throw a curveball, change the rules. And the cast is really, really good. I'm really, like, a lot of the people are starting to grow on me. I like the girls a lot better than the guys. Um, I think that was also the case last year because they purposely, like, cast fuckboys. And it's just so annoying. Um, but all the girls I really love. Like, I'm obsessed with Melinda. She's literally, like, the star of the show. And her, I don't know how, whenever we watch these shows like Bachelor in Paradise or, like, Love Island, the logistics behind it always kind of boggle my mind because they're supposed to be camera ready hair glam makeup in insane heat and in insane living quarters and I just don't know how they do it and Melinda is showing up like every outfit more sickening than the next every makeup glam more sickening different hairstyles it's just it's so impressive and it deserves some credit I just I really um cannot wait for the next four episodes it's such a good show and I think you'll really enjoy it no I know that I will I have not had a moment to watch it but I will get to it this week because I finished the redheads book last night oh. the nature of fragile things so good I think we're gonna have such a great episode because I know everybody really liked it so we're recording tonight get your questions in the redheads book club at gmail.com especially questions comments concerns if you didn't like the book let us know why we love all different opinions do you ever get like redheads hate mail to that account literally like, this book fucking sucks you guys are a bunch of bookworms for us never mm. that's how somebody should do it <laughs> that's how beloved the podcast is you know can't relate so wish i had a beloved podcast <laughs> um get your questions in we're recording tonight i'm really excited about that episode drops on thursday um and it's never too late to become a redhead so i just Ooh. wanted to remind you of that fact oh, i didn't know that yeah no you learn something new every day it's pretty sick Pretty, pretty sweet. So I was busy with that yesterday, and I will get to Too Hot to Handle. have a lot on my content plate. I and have to, I, will, I will get through it. I have to tell you something. Okay. So, and I'm telling you this so you don't go watching it, and you don't fall into the trap that I fell into. Okay. So there was this TikTok trend where everyone was like, oh my God, you know, 20 minutes into the third episode of this Netflix original show, Sex Life. And I was like, it was like, they didn't tell you what it was, but they were just like, 
oh my God, oh my God, like talking about this moment. And like, you know, I'm a TikToker. I want to know like what the kids are up to. <laughs> Jackie, like it was so not what I was expecting. This 20 minute mark in the third episode of Sex Life. Like if you know, you sex know. Sex Life? That's what the show is called. Okay. It's about a woman who like and has- her sex life? Kind of. She has like this perfect life with this like hot husband, house in Connecticut. She doesn't have to work. And the only thing missing is like she used to be like this crazy like sex fiend and like did, you know, 79 Kama Sutra positions. And her husband's just like kind of lame. But he's like hot. Um, he's just like not a great lover. She's struggling with this. Like, should she go back to her toxic ex who, like, gave her great dick? I don't know. Um, but Sounds like a chill. Yeah, no, by the way, it is, except it has that lifetime element where it's, like, a fake TV Dra- show. Dramatic. Like, I was watching after I saw The Thing, and it was, like, the narration. It was so cringy. It was, like, very Danielle Steele, you know? Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if this was based on one of those novels. I understand. What was The Thing? Do you want to know? Yeah. Okay. So, spoiler alert. It's not that crazy. So her husband like knows that she is still like obsessed with this guy, Brad, who, and he like follows him to the gym and like wants to see what it's all about. They work out, they go into the gym and he's showering. (laughs) So he's showering and then like the guy, Brad turns around and like the husband's face drops because this guy, Brad has like literally a 15 inch penis. Like Jackie, it's literally the size of my arm. It's Did the, they show you the penis? Yes! It, I was so gab-smocked, gobsmacked. Gobsmacked. I did not know that's what we were going to see. And I literally, like, lost my fucking mind. And then I was on Dumois, and everyone was talking about it. And, like, she got intel that it's not a prosthetic. Like, this guy... He was trending on Twitter yesterday, like, that it's really him. So, like, that's kind of what I did yesterday after I watched Two Out to Handle. And it was literally, like, a shock. You're just not used to seeing penises on your television. No, you're really not. Okay, first, two things. One, obviously, I'm going to go and you see, have to. see what everyone's talking about. <laughs> Two, how did you know all the backstory about this show? I watched. You watched the show. Oh, yeah. After I saw the penis, I had to start oh, from the saw- beginning. Okay. So, okay. And now I'm on episode four. It gets so bad so fast. It's like, it's actual community theater. Like, the yeah. acting is so bad. And then I wanted to see what people were saying about it online. And there are all these articles, like, really trying to make something out of it. Like, this Netflix show is taking talking about female pleasure in a real way. Like, it's a real like porn show like it's I didn't finish it so I don't know how it ends so maybe I'm misspeaking but like it ain't that deep that's hysterical no no I know it was like these articles I'm like are you watching the same thing that I'm watching because it's not that's really funny okay add it to the plate 20 minute mark third episode you don't even need to watch a show Okay, but honestly, the show sounds good. No, and I, I, I feel like, like I'm so animated, like I described it so well. Um, and I don't know if it's that good. I do like a Lifetime vibe. You do, actually. It has but like I have that to homework. be in the right mindset. And I've been in such a serious mindset, I actually don't know if I can pivot. Just go to three minute, three episodes, 20 minutes, see if you're intrigued, and then maybe start from the beginning like I did. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did yesterday. <laughs> that is really cool. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. And you know, we talk about the hot topics here, and like literally everyone's talking about this man's penis, so like we have to. Okay. No, I'm really glad. I feel so in the know. I watched that episode for research. Thank you. I you're, was working. You're a researcher. No, I'm constantly committed to the craft of this show. Thank you and so much. And if that much. means looking at a 14-inch schlong, then that's what I'll do. Someone's got to do it. And I guess it was me. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you for that. I feel like, speaking of being in the know, I feel like without further ado. For sure. Ado-do-do. We could get into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. 
And today's episode is brought to you by Babbel. This summer, get the most out of your travels abroad by learning the language of your destination with Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. From ordering in restaurants or asking for directions to gaining a deeper understanding of the culture, Babbel makes the whole process of learning a new language addictively fun and easy. With bite-sized lessons you actually can use in the real world, Babbel is a can't-miss travel essential. All So much travel is opening up this summer, and if you want to, I don't know, like meet the Paolo to your Lizzie, or, I don't know, order a gelato in the native language, get on Babbel so you can really be like a true traveler, not a tourist, like a traveler. Babbel offers 15-minute lessons that make it the perfect way to learn a new language. Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind. It's things you'll get to use in everyday life. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition uh, technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent, because you want to be that guy, you know? I love the Parmigiano-Reggiano, not Parmesan. Not Parmesan, Reggie. Definitely not. There are many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. And right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. So that's six months just for the price of three. Go to Babbel.com and use the promo code TMT. That's Babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code TMT, as in the morning toast, TMT, for an extra three months free. Check it out and go find your Paolo. Check it out and babble on. Ooh. That's that Lady Gaga song. Oh. This ad always reminds me of it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's, it has to do with, you know, the nature of babbling. No, and I'm constantly thinking about Babylon. Yeah. Like where it all started. A hundred percent. I remember learning about Babylon in like fifth grade. I'm like, damn, connected. Yeah. I feel very connected to the story of Babylon. That's beautiful. I think maybe in another life, like I was there, like dead serious. I can like see it in my head. Is that crazy? That's so crazy because that's how I feel about the Tower of Babel. I think about the, I tried, I told you about the Tower of Babel when we first got this um, Babel ad because it relates back to the name Babel because it's about languages. And if you don't know the story of the Tower of Babel, you should check it out because it's a really interesting story. For sure. And it's like the, the story behind how languages were invented. Yeah. No, and I definitely remember what you said about it because you, I can't. Stop I think if about I it. told you the story again, yeah, no, I just want to let you know, like, I've literally no idea what you're talking okay, about. Okay, remember when we first were doing a Babel ad, and I was like, "Wow, that's such a great name," because we, we didn't have this conversation on the show; it was offline. Okay. And I said because of the Tower of Babel, that's like where biblically languages come from. Because oh, this all sounds of these, familiar. Yeah, these people were building a really tall tower. They wanted to get into the heavens, and the tower was getting too high. So then God created languages so that they couldn't communicate anymore and, and keep building. Stunning story. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yeah. Okay, that's your biblical lesson of the day. And now it is time for the first story, which is some Bachelor drama. Oh my God, you guys. Bachelor stars got PPP loans during the pandemic. Tasha and Colton are responding to the criticism. Okay, several big names from the Bachelor franchise are catching flack from receiving money from the government's Paycheck Protection Program during the pandemic, but two of them so far are defending it. If you don't know, the PPP loans were meant to aid small businesses and allow them to keep their workforce employed during the COVID crisis. And new public records revealed companies associated with Bachelor stars like Tasha Adams and Ari Leindyke received loans in the past year in the amounts of $20,833 and $20,830, respectively. The companies that actually received the PPP loans are interesting. Tasha named her company Tasha Adams Media LLC, and Ari's is called Instagram Husband LLC. So embarrassing. That's like yeah. the most embarrassing part of this whole story. <laughs> like, no, not like taking advantage of a system, but like, 
that's what your LLC is called. Totally. Like, shame. Another notable one is Colton Underwood Legacy Foundation, which received an $11,355 PPP loan. And Dale Moss, who applied for a $20,000 loan, but it doesn't look like that one has been dispersed yet. Okay, so let's let's dive into this. Also, what that article, I've been on Bachelor Reddit, like reading all and of it. And this all surfaced on Bachelor Reddit. Also, Brian Absolo. Yes. So I feel like there's many different categories here. And I, I can really argue both sides because I feel so conflicted. Like, mm-hmm. I really do. But the thing is, is that Colton Underwood has a foundation with employees. Like, honestly, I let him off the hook. I really do. Yeah, he said that his rep said Colton's nonprofit filed for the PPP loan after their annual fundraising events were canceled due to COVID. None of the PPP went directly to Colton. In fact, Colton has never received any form of payment from the foundation. All the proceeds go directly to people living with cystic fibrosis. I believe that. Even though I hate Colton and, like, want to make him a monster, I believe it. I do. Brian Abisolo got two loans, one in 2020 and then another one like two months ago. Brian Abisolo is a chiropractor. He has an office with receptionists and like nurses. Like those people need to get paid. He has a full-blown front-facing, consumer-facing business. Mm-hmm. Like I too, I believe I'll give Brian Abisolo the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Tasha also, um, her people put out a statement explaining her loan And I as think well. this is where I have a bit of an issue because read the statement. They said, her rep said, the primary purpose of the PPP loan is to help uh, business owners retain their existing employees and to create jobs for Americans who are financially impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. As a business owner, television and podcast host, and brand ambassador, Tasha obtained a PPP loan that enabled her to hire an employee to whom she offers market-based pay and benefits. TMZ has told the employee Tasha hired with the PPP money was previously previously laid off from a media company at the start of the pandemic. The rep adds that since exhausting the PPP loan funds, but in light of the growing economy, Tasha is committed to retaining her employee for the foreseeable future. So like she got the loan so that she could hire someone and it's like we love to see a job being created but is that what the PPP loan was for? It was for people whose businesses were suffering and who couldn't pay their employees wanting to make sure that so there's it's just it's very morally ambiguous and to me the real uh and and I consider Dale to be in the same category as Tasha. but at the same time I don't know if I can really fault anyone who took a loan out in like April of 2020 things were so uncertain and honestly like I can see someone like freaking out but a lot of these bachelor people took out loans like as of two months ago which is kind of and the influencer economy has picked up I think there's more jobs in that space than ever and honestly a few months into COVID like being an influencer who worked with brands was like the best thing like it was non-stop work like we've spoken to so many influencers who said they made more money last year than they they had in their entire career so like I don't know. It does. Re- the, the people who applied for loans in March and April of 2021, like that really bothers me, the, rubs me the wrong way, especially when some of them live in like, you know, states that have been open for a really long time. Like if you live in L.A. or New York, like I can understand. See, I'm feeling so conflicted because parts parts of it bother me. But then also like just my philosophy is like I really don't like to count other people's money. You really don't know like what goes on. And part of being an influencer is making the world think you're richer than you are. And. So, so you just don't know what goes on. But then it's like, I think of Ari and Lauren, who are kind of taking the brunt of this media scandal and Tasha. Um, and I kind of think rightfully so. Like, they literally have such a successful YouTube channel. They just did a... Remember we thought they were moving to Hawaii, but they bought a second home that they're yeah. renovating in Hawaii? Like, that just feels really icky and weird. And also, Ari's a real estate agent in, like... Phoenix, which literally is one of the biggest like housing markets because of COVID. So many people like moved to different suburbs and Scottsdale, Phoenix area was one of them. So I just feel like really icky about it as a taxpayer, you know? Yeah, I I do pay my taxes and it's not enjoyable. 
I agree with everything that you said. I think Nick Vile summed it up pretty well. Also, he said, what's legal isn't always right. What's illegal isn't always wrong. Don't know everyone's situation, but my gut tells me any alum applying for a PPP is both savvy and shitty. Interesting debate. Yes. I think it is an interesting debate. And I remember in the past year, there have been so many PPP um, loans that have come out that were like public figures, celebrities, extremely rich people who have like companies. Tom and Brady. Tom Brady. I was reading on page six, like Reese Witherspoon for her Draper James. And yeah. I think LeBron. Yeah. And I remember we had this conversation in the past and it's like but these people have companies who have employees who need to get paid and that's what the ppp loan was meant to do right and i think some of the resentment rightfully comes from people who know you know their parents or a friend of theirs who runs a small business and was really struggling didn't get approved for a ppp loan but then like lauren and rer and it just feels gross and that's such a fair call but like also where's the responsibility like who's approving these people (laughs) yeah just look them up on instagram you know (laughs) so yes it is a savvy thing to do kind of like taking advantage of what's going on but also like we can hate the player but we should also hate the game like who is approving these applications yeah that's very true so I'm just feeling really torn and I also feel like defensive a little bit of just like the influencer industry in general because I think like when an influencer does something people just love to like hate influencers so they like you know make it into such a bigger deal I feel like there's more news about this than Reese Witherspoon and Reese Witherspoon is richer 50 times more than all these people and even more famous. And I just feel like it's always a pile on when it comes to influencers because there is this like negative stigma about influencers. And yes, is this completely ethical? I don't think so. But I just hate to like jump on the bandwagon of like, like, honestly, like I think we should riot outside Reese Witherspoon's house. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's more egregious. And now it feels like there's more backlash about this just because it's like so easy to make fun of influencers. Yeah. And especially bachelor people. And I think you made a good point before when you said that like an influencer's job is like to show how six kind of put on a front. Yeah. And so, but then that also makes it really easy to think that you know everything about them and you can look like, look at their checkbook and be like, you don't deserve this loan. Yeah. But, but then that's also the blessing and the curse of like putting so much of yourself out there. Like, why do I know that Lauren and Ari have a second home in Hawaii? Because they made a YouTube video about it. So you're going to be that transparent. Things like this are going to happen. So I I also think that if, if we looked at the list of people who got loans, the whole list from top to bottom, most money given people who received it. I think there's probably way bigger fish to fry for sure than than some of these bachelor people what, under, it was like, and they're 20k. It was like 900 billion dollars given out and like they're 20 100%. They're definitely shadiness and it just sucks that like there were definitely so many businesses who didn't get approved. Um but also I think what maybe people don't know is like if you're like a Tasha or like an influencer and you have an LLC you are not eligible to collect unemployment like so, like millions of Americans did over the last year and that's how they were sustaining when they got laid off and so you're not eligible for that so this is like an alternate route to sustain your business again is it 100% ethical and morally correct I don't think so but I just think there's more to it you know yeah and I think that we we shouldn't lump everyone in because I give a major pass to Brian Abisolo and to Colton and like Colton's in the headlines when honestly he's running running business and trust me it's killing me to say something nice about Colton like it really is but what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong to me like the dale the taisha and the ari and lauren it's like it, it doesn't look good but again i don't know how much money you have so it just feels weird to like count people's money but that's i guess what we're doing yeah exactly well we'll keep you posted if anyone else makes a statement so far just taisha and colton yeah. and i also think that um you know given that this has become a bit of a mess I, I do think that everyone should just sort of share what they used it for yeah if they want to clear things up well so this is where it gets shady when you get the loan on these websites it, you have to break down how much of the money you're going to use towards 
um, paychecks, rent, utilities, resources, or whatever. And if you are an LLC, like you know Dale is, and he's his only employee because it's his company, that paychecks only goes to you. So it feels very weird. Yeah. And if it says, you know, you know, Dale Moss, LLC, one employee, and then the 20,000. And then 000, all the money we went to payroll, it went to the one employee who is Dale Moss. And the, the thing about PPP loans, I watched Jason Tardick's IGTV. It's very informative. So if you give all or most of your PPP loan to pay salaries, whether that's your one employee, aka yourself, or your dozens of employees, like I'm sure Brian, uh, Colton, your loan, if it goes mostly to paychecks, is completely, most of the time, if a forgivable loan. Like, you don't have to pay it back. That's why it's not really a loan. It's just, like, free money. Mm -hmm. Which is why so many people jumped on it. For free money. I don't have to give the money back to the government, of course. Like, so that's why it feels even weirder because they had to give the money to themselves in order to not have to pay it back. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank yeah. you for the expert in the PPP space. Thank Claudia Ashre. By, by way of Jason Tardick. <laughs> Well, you did a good job summing it up. Thank you. Are you ready for our next story? Sure. Jamie Lynn Spears breaks her silence on Britney Spears' testimony. Oh my God, I totally forgot about this. In a series of Instagram stories, Jamie Lynn was emotional at times as she explained how proud she is of Britney for using her voice, noting that she finally decided to speak out after the pop princess did. She said, the only reason I haven't spoken before is because I felt like until my sister was able to speak for herself and say what she felt she needed to say publicly, that it wasn't my place and it wasn't the right thing to do. But now that she's very clearly spoken and said what she needed to say, I feel like I can follow her lead and say what I feel like I need to say. She basically just said she, she supports her whatever say, she wants to do. Yes, and what she needed to say, it wasn't that much. She said, quote, I don't care if she wants to run away to a rainforest and have a zillion babies in the middle of nowhere or if she wants to come back and dominate the world the way she has done so many times before because I have nothing to gain or lose either way. The situation does not affect me either way because I am only her sister who is only concerned about her happiness. So let me say when I watched the stories, I did feel like they were genuine and I did kind of appreciate her. Just let me finish before you guys get angry, okay? Okay. I did kind of appreciate, I thought it was genuine, even though, like, when she said all she really, you know, cares about her, like, only interest is being an aunt to those boys, and then she wiped away a fake tear. Like, I did notice that there was no tear to wipe. Um, but for the most part, I thought it was genuine. And I agree, like, public support versus private support. Like, you don't, again, like, you don't know what goes on between families, and, like, I think that she gets lumped into her dad, Jamie. It doesn't help that they have the same name. Also, her <laughs> husband's name is Jamie. Like, there's a lot. But I did appreciate her kind of, I'm my own person. Like, my dad is my dad. I am me. I support Brittany. And I left the video feeling like, okay, good. Like, Brittany has someone in her corner. And then I read people's responses, and I just found myself, like, agreeing with them hardcore. Yeah, the comments on the Toast Instagram were not here for what she gave. And they had good reasoning. Like, first of all, comparing, you know, flying to Mars and moving to the Amazon to have babies with just wanting her freedom, it was just, like, kind of condescending. Like, I don't care what she does. You want to end the conservatorship or fly to Mars? Like, they're not the same thing. Like, <laughs> one is a basic human right and one it's, is, like, an insane... You're, and you're also, like, kind of making it seem like she's asking for something so crazy. Yeah, yeah. I just... Somebody pointed that out. I'm like, you know what? That is kind of rude. Yeah. Then, what else someone pointed out? She made it clear, and I think what she was trying to say was, like, a lot of people think she wants to keep... Britney in the conservatorship because, you know, she gets financial benefits from it. But she's like, no, I've been paying my own bills. I get nothing out of this. Since she was 10. Since she was 10. But that's not entirely factually correct because according to the legal paperwork in 2018, she was put on as a trustee of the... Estate. The boys, the sons, Britney's sons, like, uh, inheritance or whatever. Like, yeah. that's what she was put on. So then you're like, okay, maybe she's just like a protective auntie, which, you know, you and I can totally understand. Ooh, we can relate. But like who she enlisted as like the executor was like this shady. Like I watched this whole, like 
she hasn't acted in the benefit of Britney for the last couple of years legally. So there was just like a lot of conflicting arguments coming from her. Because at first at face value, I watched, I'm like, oh, this is nice. We love sisters who support sisters. And, you know, what goes on in the public eye, like we really don't know. And, you know, private relationships are private. And then like there was just inconsistencies being pointed out like in different TikToks. And I'm like, oh, that's a fair that's a fair point. Fair yeah, point. I felt the way about I felt that way about the Instagram comments on the toast yeah. of the video where it was just like, nope, this is not, they're not accepting it. And the fake tear should have been my first indicator that this wasn't 100% genuine. Yeah. And then also I think people were kind of um put off by her tone. Very defensive. Very defensive. So, I think I don't, well, know, I, met, I don't has, know if it had the intended effect. She had to turn off her Instagram comments. I'm sure she's been getting so much hate. This is like the biggest story in the world. And people, and Brittany really in her statement explicitly said, my family, my family. I'm mad at my family. I want to sue my family. My family doesn't let me do this. Not my dad or my parents. She said her family. So Jamie, Lynn and Jamie is your family. Yeah. So color us confused. So it's still not clear. And I feel like up until this statement came out, I really wasn't thinking about Jamie Lynn's involvement too much. Me neither. And now I am. Because I was like, you know what? Sisters are sisters. Like, it's private. But I'm sure there's, and I'm sure, even though we just got like a boatload of information over the last week, I'm sure there is still so much that we don't know. 100%. So it's hard. Like, I really try not to judge, but now there's like, now they put more out there. Yeah. And I think it also has to do with the fact that, like, in the last couple of years, Jamie Lynn has had, like, a resurgence to the spotlight. She's on that show Sweet Magnolias on Netflix. She did that Zoe 101 reboot song with, like, Chantal Jeffries. So she has a lot to lose now. She does have, like, a, like a platform and a career. And mm-hmm. she's kind of become villainized in the story. So I think this was her attempt to, like, you know, shut the haters down. And I think the, I sh- think the that, haters have been blown wide open. Yeah, the haters just got more fuel. Yeah. Well, are you ready for our next story? I don't know. Before we do, I'm feeling oddly reminiscent. I'd love to take a trip down memory lane, maybe watch some old home DVDs brought to you by Legacy Box. I would love that, Claudia. Give the gift of memories this year for an anniversary you and your spouse will never forget. Isn't ensuring that your family's legacy is digitally preserved so it can be be passed down just as important as creating those memories? Welcome Legacy Box, a way for you to easily and affordably digitally preserve your past. The process from start to finish is so easy. You pack and send all your old, you know, VHSs, anything you haven't been able to access or watch, but home videos. Basically, Legacy Box will digitize everything by hand and then you enjoy. You get back perfectly preserved digital copies on a thumb drive, a DVD, or the cloud, and it's ready to watch and share and enjoy. They've thought of everything in the process. They provide state-of-the-art tracking and they send you updates at every step of the process. You send your previous recorded moments to a company that you can trust. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos, and they've helped more than a million families preserve their past. This is such a good gift for really anyone, like a sister, a parent, a grandparent, because technology is constantly evolving. And like we have so many home videos that for so long we were never able to watch. It like sat in our storage unit. And like rewatching them is literally like entering a new world. And it's so fun. And it's just like a great gift for someone. And then you spend the whole day watching it. It is such a good activity. And it really is the gift that keeps on giving. And right now Legacy Box is offering 40% off so your family can celebrate meaningful moments at a fraction of the normal price. I get DMs all the time. Like what was the Legacy Box? Listen up. Legacybox.com slash toast to get started. That's LegacyBox.com slash toast for the 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash toast. 
Thank you for that. And I love when we talk about Legacy Box right before we talk about a Kardashian because Legacy Box just reminds me of the Kardashians. And the theme song of the Kardashians with all those old home movies is literally like an ad for Legacy Box. 100%. And speaking of, Team USA will be wearing Kim Kardashian skims at the Olympics. I'm so proud of our girl. Like, this I really am. This is such amazing news for some Kardashian stands and Olympic correspondents. It really doesn't get any better than this. This is a convergence of like literally everything we've been talking about over the last month. Over our lives. Well, yeah. Kim Kardashian announced on Monday that her Skims brand will serve as Team USA's official provider of undergarments and pajamas for the 2021 Tokyo Olympics, as well as for the Paralympics. She said, when I received the call inviting Skims to be part of Team USA, every moment I've spent admiring the strength and energy of the Olympians from the sidelines came full circle, she tweeted. Do you Um, remember when Kim launched Skims? After doing like a bunch of projects that didn't feel like super authentic to her, like Kimoji, she was making all this merch, and we just felt like she was trying to find her niche, kind of how Kylie found Kylie Cosmetics. We said it then and we said it now, like Skims is very much on its way to being a billion dollar company if they're not even already there. And this is so, this legitimizes her brand so much. This takes it from being like a direct to consumer influencer brand to like literally being like a Hanes. Like who normally does this? Like Fruit of the Loom? Well, this is the first time, oh no. Um, while this is marked the first time a brand's been named as the team's official underwear, so they've never had official underwear and PJs before, Ralph Lauren does the uniforms. <gasps> so it's Kim and Ralph. Like, no, because you know what? And I was thinking, I'm like, what? honestly, what is more American than the Olympics and the Kardashians? Like, it's so American. And honestly, Ralph Lauren making the... Um, uniforms. Uniforms. And every season, I know they do like Ralph Lauren, like USA stuff. It's like preppy. It's very American. It's not me, but it's very American. Like, I love that Kim is like the next Ralph Lauren. No, it's so amazing. And then also when she was talking, she was tweeting and Instagramming about, you know, how much this means to her. She talks about Caitlyn Caitlyn and how much like the Olympics was part of their lives growing up because of Caitlyn. And so it really is just such a full circle moment. She posted some pictures of some of the athletes like in the Skims branded PJs, underwear, socks, everything. Loungewear. And it's just such cute stuff. And as an owner of Skims, like, it, it is so comfortable. So these athletes are going to be sleeping like babies. Oh, wait. And it's also going to become available to the public. So, like, set your alarms. If I don't get something, like, I will cry. Set your alarms. I'm so happy for her. Like, this legitimizes the brand so much. And it's just, like, a great convergence of different of things. Of, like, of, you know, athletes and global sports and fashion. Like, it's just, it's so stunning and I think this, like, whosoever idea this was is a fucking genius. I, I want to know, like, how it went down. Who called who? Who called, yeah, exactly. Because she said Team USA reached out, so, like, someone there is just, like, a person of taste. Someone there is literally the definition of in tune with what's necessary. Yeah, the designs include bralettes, bra- boxer briefs, tank tops, briefs, t-shirts, socks, leggings, and more. Honestly, I forget all the time that Caitlyn was an Olympian just because she's done so much with her life since then Mm -hmm. that I forget that at one point she won what was it the like triathlon yeah like all of them you've been watching track and field yeah no I haven't seen that one yeah it's like it's like you do all of them yeah the decathlon the decathlon yes 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 yeah very very yeah not triathlon because that's like biking swimming that's like iron man yeah um, but you know what? I guess I'm going to move my stories around because that's a great segue to, to the our Tour next France. story. Oh, wait. Before I do, I just wanted to share one other Olympics-related story because yeah. it harks back to something we were talking about yesterday about family members not being able to go to the Olympics, which is just really bothering me the more yeah. that I think about it. And now a Canadian basketball player who um, just gave birth and is, like, breastfeeding <gasps> can't bring her baby You're kidding. with her to Tokyo, so she has to choose between her daughter and the Olympics. The Olympics! And she's trying. <laughs> no, but, like. No, come on. The kid will be there when you get back. Put him on formula. But she's still breastfeeding. 
Oh my god, that sucks. That's not right. That's hard. She's trying to petition to like get an yeah. exemption me, but like that's momphobic. This is ridiculous. That's momphobic. It's ridiculous. And imagine qualifying for the, the Olympics right after giving birth. Like this woman must be an elite athlete. It's just so crazy. The more I hear about this policy, the stupider it is. And they can't make. Well, you know, Canada does have like a lot of problems with COVID. Like honestly, I if that happened in the states, so many people are vaccinated. I do feel like that person would be able to get like an exception like because it's so extraordinary like of course you could bring your baby it's it's the ioc rules it's not canada's rules oh oh, 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 oh. but i'm sure they're not really you know dying to let one more person from canada come canada's like raging with covid right no i know baby i know but like i think it was if it was from someone from america we're like we're kind of like not to like brag like we're like killing it like with the (laughs) we are like look at the vaccination rates we lifted the mask mandate like we are so ahead of the curve when we were so behind the curve for so Mm -hmm. long and like i don't know we're just like sickening you know and canada is like deeply problematic like people are still in their houses i know we have so many toasters in canada who like literally rely on this show as a lifeline to hear what's going on in the world because they can't leave their houses yeah so i think like the fact that she's canadian like it's not helping her cause but i agree it's still unethical like to make, to make a woman choose. Like, it's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. There should be an exception made. And also, like, they should just allow family members who have worked their whole lives to watch their family go to the Olympics, go to the Olympics. And also, um, can't babies, like, not carry COVID? They can get it, but they can't give they it. They can't transmit it. it. Make it make sense, please. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really hope that... Um, they, I hope she, she gets to go, honestly. That she doesn't have to choose. But, like, that's crazy that she even what has would you to choose? right now. <sighs> I choose the Olympics. I would keep fighting. I would bring. Yeah, of course. I'd but like, if it came down to it and you didn't win, like, so you either had to just like not go or leave your breastfeeding child to, you know, with the with the partner, maybe a nanny and like some formula. And the kid the would be fine. Like, are long. The kid would be fine. The kid would be fine, but like, you don't want to miss those moments. Of course, no, it's so wrong and unethical. But like, you know, that's just push not comes right. to shove. I'm I'm getting on the plane. <laughs> That's just not right. Okay, now are you ready for our next story, which is a little more sports news? Unless it's the Tour de France, I'm not interested. It is the Tour de France news because the spectator who caused a massive crash at Tour de France is now missing after fleeing the country. Wouldn't you? (laughs) Oh my God, the shame. This woman is a fucking moron. A spectator at the Tour de France who caused a massive crash involving dozens of cyclists is missing as race authorities plan to sue her. Tour de France Deputy Director Pierre-Yves Toulot told told APF news agency they plan to sue the woman so that the tiny minority of people who do this don't spoil the show for everyone. However, the French publication uh, believes that the woman got on a flight is and is untraceable. She's believed to be German. The video shows the woman who held a long banner on the sidelines of the race stick the banner out a little too far, a little, like so she was fucking like far. bulging so hard into the path. And I, I don't know if she didn't see the people behind her. She, she was like a prankster who tried to, you know, ruin the Tour de France. But the people, the leaders of the biking segment were literally like right behind her. And one person accidentally knocked into her, lost his balance and literally knocked over 50 other people. It was a domino effect. It was literally like a mosh pit of cyclists. And it's so sad for so many reasons. One, so many people got hurt. I saw a guy literally, he 
fell and somebody rode over him with his bike. Like oh. it was a stampede. Oh my so God. first of all, so many people got hurt. Second of all, these are athletes who have trained their whole life and they were in the front. They were in the lead. Like they actually had a chance of winning. And this woman just absolutely ruined it. The sign was a hello message for to her, her grandparents. grandparents. I can't the moronic she's gonna ruin it for everyone because soon there won't be able to be spectators well but then that was my other question i thought it was interesting that there was like not even so much as like a barricade like when you have a parade here in new york you want to watch from the sidelines you can't just watch unobstructed there's a barricade in front yeah. of you and i do feel like there's a little bit of blame to be put on the tour de france administrators like why are you just letting random people stand four inches from the bikers like this close someone could throw a rock or a, like a stick like it's kind of stupid. I agree. I'm sure, and hopefully they'll put more measures into place, but maybe they think just by suing her that they'll discourage other people from doing it. No, I think maybe like a v red velvet rope, like something could help. Yeah, no, a barricade. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, damn, I didn't know people could literally stand on the road that the cyclists are cycling on. That's kind of like asking for trouble. Yeah, I agree. Because everybody just like wants their five seconds of fame. Yeah, of course. And like, if you are this woman, like, what's going through your mind? You're, there's a nationwide manhunt. You escaped. So when it happened, the woman darted, obviously, but then she was caught on camera one more time because she's wearing a bright yellow coat. Like, it's so easy to find her. She's, like, she's a few feet down, um, like, trying to watch what happens, and then she disappears. So she was spotted twice. And can you imagine, like, she has to get facial reconstruction surgery, or at least, like, she's short. She's like a brown pixie cut. Like, girl, get a wig. Like, you are the most wanted woman in Europe right now. Yeah. Or she should hold herself accountable. Turn yourself Apologize. in. Apologize. Turn yourself in. Yeah. So did anyone win the Tour de France? So they have to start over? I don't know. This, um, I think this news sort of eclipsed anything. Yeah, of course. Like, but nobody I, actually cares. Yeah. And I saw, like, by the bikers getting up. They had, like, blood coming out of their arms and legs. And they wanted to finish because it's, it's something you work for your whole life. This is so dangerous. You know what this reminded me of? even though it's not even in any way the same, but, like, the girl looked the same. Remember when that girl crashed a Chanel fashion show and Gigi Hadid, like, literally shoved her off the stage? Yeah. She just gave me the same energy as that girl, even though that girl was, like, a fully a prankster, and I do believe this was, like, an accident. I didn't get the same energy because I got, like, really losery energy from this, like, with But do you think sign. this was an accident? Yeah. I, 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 I do think it was an accident, but stupid is stupid. Yeah, no, like, accident, from accident, like, you're wrong. No, like, it's really not that hard to see that your sign, your big dumb sign, was, like, t about to touch a biker. And wasn't even Pay like a good sign. Please. It like, wasn't even Nobody a good cares sign. about you and your grandparents being on TV. Like, literally, nobody cares. Like, no, no. And, like, so she, she tra you're telling me she traveled from Germany to France just to hold out a sign made of actual, like, used cardboard and Sharpie to say hi to her grandparents? Like, why don't you go visit them? I, I, I can't understand or relate to her behavior whatsoever. I would just, like, loved. I You know what I need, honestly? Like, I need a movie about, like, the the week after from this girl's pov like the week after like what do you do when when this happens because you make a big mistake it causes it like a global scandal and then you have to flee and like you you have to do you definitely have to change your appearance like people it's all over the news it's everywhere and it's a blurry photo but like it's still pretty pretty easy to tell like what she looks like so i would love like a jackie style movie where we get like the 48 hours after jfk dies but like the week after the tour de france and i would prefer that movie from like the person who crashed into her signs point of view the person who actually worked towards something yeah i know trying to accomplish something and maybe like he could be a part of like then the story of, of trying to find her but i really don't need to understand this woman's pov whatsoever i don't need to understand it i'm just dying to know what's going through her mind right now like she must be freaking the fuck out she should be. You think she went straight from the tour to the airport? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I need to know logistically, like, what did she do next? 
I don't know. She burned that coat is what she did. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay. Ready for our fifth and final story? Is it the final story? Final story brought to you by Hush Blankets. Let's talk about the quality of your sleep. The reality is over 160 million Americans struggle with sleep, and Hush is here to help. They have a wide range of sleep essentials for every sleeper. Whether you're a hot sleeper or a cold sleeper, Hush has what you need to get the job done. They carry everything from pillows and sheets to their best-selling weighted blankets, which we can attest to are everything of the sort. Very durable. I've had mine for over a year. They even have an iced weighted blanket that keeps you cool all night because if you get warm when you sleep or sweaty when you sleep, you might think like a weighted blanket's not for me, but they have one made just for you. If you're looking to improve your nightly rest, Hush is the answer. If you're not 100% sold, Hush has a 100-night guarantee on all of their products. You try it out for 100 nights and return it with no hassle whatsoever. We both have the Hush Throw Blanket. I have it like in a navy blue. It's very pretty. I've seen a lot of weighted blankets that are truly heinous and look like they belong in a hospital, but this one's like a stunning throw, but it just happens to like weigh, I think, around eight pounds, um, and it's everything of the sort. Yeah. Something that's super important to us is giving back, which is why we love Hush even more. From day one, they have donated one in 10 adult blankets and one in five kids blankets to those in need around the world. So if you're looking to upgrade your sleep, head over to hushblankets.com and use the code TOAST for $40 off your next purchase. It's valid on all the products, so that's the pillows, the sheets, the weighted blankets at hushblankets.com code toast for $40 off it is the biggest discount they offer so make sure to check it out hushblankets.com code toast for $40 off thank you for that fifth and final story um southern charms madison Lacroix is embarrassed after exposing herself during a drunk instagram lie well she should be yeah this is kind of weird on monday the southern charm star spoke out about her wild sunday night in a series of instagram stories explaining that last night was not my best fans who were following Lacroix on instagram know what she was referring to throughout the evening Lacroix and a female friend went live on instagram upwards of 16 times all while partying at home on their... A friend who used to date Austin. Yes. So Claudia was explaining she caught some of the live and... It was so, like, it's, like, I love her. Like, I do. I really love her, but she's making it really, really hard. Like, yeah. She, first of all, this whole, like, there was, like, all that drama back in COVID where, like, you know, Austin would go live and then Madison would go live and, like, it was fresh off the breakup and it was kind of, like, fun and juicy, but, like... And people were going live. Yeah, but like this is now just sad because it's like a whole year later and they broke up on the show. So that was like two years ago. And on the show, she was like, she was the one who broke up with him. She wanted a clean break. She wanted to see other people. And now it's just like kind of like losery and desperate to like be hanging out with some random girl that Austin like, like used to date and like trying to get back at him when he's like literally living his best life doing Winter House, hanging out with Kristen Cavallari, like. He's just literally like on another level. And we thought that was going to be Madison because Madison was the one who broke up with him. So it's just like, this is not how I saw the story ending. And it's not looking good for Madison. And she is not helping her own cause. No, not at all. On the lives, they were dancing, climbing on furniture, saying along to songs like Party in the USA and We Were Never Getting Back Together. Oof, that is so lame. At one point, she accidentally flashed the camera, exposing her bare chest. Ooh. And then she proceeded to flash the camera multiple times after that. Looking back on it Monday, she told her followers she wasn't exactly thrilled with her behavior. She said, yes, I feel awful, embarrassed, drunk still I had a good time like clearly so you and I always say like people who go live on Instagram, Instagram drunk, drunk. nope no 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 it's such oh, a big no. no no I think I used to do that like when I was in college like before I really understood like my platform and like it was the dumbest thing ever like I can't believe that there are people who still do that like especially grown adults like it's the dumbest thing you could do yeah 
Like, I will never. I agree. Just, like, have a good time with your friend, hanging out, get drunk. Like, growing right. live 16 times is a little Oh, and absurd. the 16 times. And now it's, like, over COVID, like, because I follow Madison, I would get, like, notifications, like, Madison LaCroix is going live, and I'd be like, nah. And now I'm like, oh, my God, again? Like, it's the nonstop notifications. And I just feel like her lives have gotten her into trouble so many times, mm-hmm. and she keeps going live. Yeah, and the, like, she has to stop, like, 100%. Yeah. yeah. End it now. <laughs> End it now. I don't think it's the end. I really don't. Definitely not. And like, are we filming? We're always filming, you know? Well, not us. They are. Yeah. I feel like they are probably filming. I hope so. Because there's been a lot of stuff going on with Sewing Down South, and I feel like Craig would wait for all that till they're filming. There's also just been like a lot of stuff going on in the Southern Charm world. Like, I feel like Southern Charm hit like a little bit of a lull in the past couple seasons, but they're coming back like very strong. Like, there's a lot going on. Chris, the Kristen Cavallari of it all, which I don't understand. Also, Austin and Craig just being like these guys about town, being on Winter House. Like, there's just like a lot. Yeah. And Katharina is like literally a different human being. Like, I don't know. Like, she looks she looks great, but so different. Yeah. So there's just like a lot to discuss. There is. I'm always excited for Southern Charm to come back. Me too. Um, and I do believe... That's our show. Yeah, I haven't had that fact checked yet, but it's our show. It looks as though it is our show, and it is coming to an end, as that is all she wrote. I didn't consume any other content yesterday other than the book, and tonight Rahoni is on. And tonight I'm sitting down for a podcast for the Patreon with Olivia Ashray, renowned mom. I'm so excited that you just shared that, because I forgot to tell everyone that if I look a little different this morning... Um, you do. Like, what's what's different? So I did Get Ready With Me. I did my hair and makeup tutorial, my everyday hair and makeup, and I filmed all of it, so that vlog will be up today. I actually wound up, like, I looked so much better on the vlog, and then, like, a lot of time passed, and then I came here. um, (laughs) Not looking, like, so glam, but, like, trust, like, the hair was done and everything, and then I just, like, put in a pony because I wound up wearing, like, such a sporty Sporty. outfit. I can't help but be such a sporty girl. But that will be up today, patreon.com slash the morning toast. It's actually never too late to become a Patreon member. Our subscription service, it costs you $7.99 a month. You get five extra episodes from us. They're podcasts, they're vlogs, they're pretty much anything you want. You can request any type of content. Once you become a member, you get to join the Facebook group where you can put in any request, get questions for Olivia, so many questions about motherhood, career, balancing it all, her birth story, even though we have done her birth story on an episode, I think, of like a few months ago. Maybe she'll um, revise. Yeah. And also, if you join the Patreon, you get access to every episode we've ever done on Patreon, which is now well over 200. So for $7.99, it ain't a bad price. It's a bargain. And yeah, my tutorial, everything I do every day, this is my everyday makeup and hair, how I use my Dyson Air app. Like, oh, that, you know what? I will love to watch that. Like, yeah, I think need- it's, I mean, that's, that's what I do. You know, so if you ever were curious what I use for my eyebrows, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's all there. What do you use for eyebrows? Nothing. <laughs> no, I use Benefit Gimme Brows. Me too. Number two. I use shade five. Dark. Yeah, I know. I'm just like so Cara Delevingne. Totally. Well, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast. <clears throat> the, m- wait, The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Wait. Yeah, no. I'm having like a stroke. It's Okay. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast and Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast side stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast and where podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us morning toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow for Hump Day. Goodbye.